You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. You now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity. If you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. We're almost all guilty of feeding into surveillance systems, especially with our money. We use payment methods that are tracked, censored, controlled. It used to be that we didn't have a choice. Wanted to buy something on the internet? Well, you'd better use that debit or credit card or your PayPal account or give over all your bank details. All of these require you to hand over a tremendous amount of information about yourself to use the system. And everything you do is recorded. We need cameras. But ever since the invention of Bitcoin, we do have a choice about the money that we use online. Bitcoin was the world's first uncensorable electronic money. And since then, many other cryptocurrencies have been developed. But a lot of these cryptocurrencies, whilst being great at giving you back control over your money, are terrible for privacy and can expose your full transaction history and holdings to everyone. That's where privacy coins come in, each working in a different way to give you back your financial privacy and financial freedom. If it's an alternative to the traditional financial system and is helping protect people's privacy, I think that's worth exploring. So I'm going to be diving into a bunch of different privacy coins in coming episodes, starting with Edward Snowden's favorite, obviously. Zcash, I have said repeatedly, uh, really does the best in this space. The key innovation that we began with that most people think of is strong privacy. Nathan Wilcox is one of the founders of Zcash. We're trying to focus on bringing really strong privacy to most average users. Basically, with most cryptocurrencies, you can look up transactions in a blockchain explorer and see something like this. The address that sent the money, how much money they had in that wallet, where the money came from. There are tools that can help obfuscate that history by mixing it around or adding in decoy transactions. But chain analytics tools are getting better and better at seeing through these. So Zcash developers created a protocol where all the data that's put in the blockchain is encrypted so that only the sender and receiver know the details. We use something called zero-knowledge proving technology to implement that. It's this fascinating like innovation from cryptography and it has really um, promising applications for privacy integrity and scalability. At a high level, zero-knowledge proofs are a system where a prover can prove something to a verifier without revealing the details about the thing being verified. So transactions can be publicly verifiable without revealing their contents. The sender, recipient and amount is all encrypted and not visible on the blockchain. This has enabled true fungibility with cryptocurrency. Fungibility means that every unit is the same as every other. Just like when you put a dollar bill in a bank, you don't get back that same dollar bill. All the dollar bills are swished around and basically the same as any other. For many cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, this isn't the case. Each UTXO, which represents Bitcoin on the blockchain, is unique and identifiable, which means for starters that coins can be blacklisted by agencies like OFAC. It's not necessarily like a privacy and crime kind of thing. It's just like a pure economic thing where as you lose fungibility, everything becomes more complicated to account for. For example, some people are starting to explore green Bitcoin, saying that it's better if it's mined with renewable energy. If the market really cares about that, you might 
see like these weird price differences. Another example is what if Satoshi showed up and mm -hmm. was like, I will transfer one Satoshi that I control to you. How much would you pay? I would pay something more than one Satoshi because it's like a collector's item. Fungibility is really important. And the more we see stuff like green Bitcoin or OFAC lists or invasive like deposit or withdrawal questionnaires about why why did your funds come from that direction sooner or later that's going to like hit a wall where it just stops working for many users privacy and fungibility it turns out are intrinsically linked and zcash has the ability to address this fungibility issue anytime you're receiving funds from a shielded address you don't know anything about their history you're more likely to value one Zcash as equal to one Zcash, regardless of um, where it's coming from. I just like to think of it as like a, a black box of data. You put your Zcash into the box and no one can see when you take it out again. All the shielded Zcash is swished around in a shielded pool together and indistinguishable, making it truly fungible. Now, an interesting thing about Zcash is that transactions don't have to be private. Users can selectively disclose certain details of their transactions for compliance or audit purposes. So how do you opt in or out of shielding? Well, Zcash users two different address formats. Z addresses, which are shielded addresses, and T addresses, which are transparent addresses. If both the senders and the recipients are using shielded addresses, then sometimes people say fully shielded, and a mm -hmm. fully shielded address has really strong privacy properties. That address does not appear on the blockchain. The funds traveling in or out of it are not visible on the blockchain, and so the balance is not visible, the history all of that is not visible. And to make your transactions fully transparent? Anyone can see a transparent address and can see funds moving into it or out of it. Sending Zcash from a T address to a T address makes that transaction appear on the blockchain like any normal transaction. These two address types are also interoperable. And when different types are used in a single transaction, it's called either a shielding or a de-shielding transaction. A shielding transaction is one where funds are moving from a transparent address into a shielded address, it is not visible on the blockchain who I am sending funds to. Your address is protected. What is visible is the amount. So if someone is looking at the amount, they know someone got paid, but they don't necessarily know who. And a de-shielding transaction is where funds are moving from a shielded address to a transparent address. And in a de-shielding transaction, you can see the amount, where the funds went to, but you can't see the address that the money came from. This might all seem super complicated, but it's not really. If someone sends a transaction to my Z address, those funds are already shielded. If someone sends a transaction to my T address, I immediately resend it to my Z address. It shields the whole thing and then no one can see when those funds are moved again. Electric Coin Company, the nonprofit that launched Zcash, is coming out with a way for wallets to automate this process called Shielded by Default. We want to improve shielded wallets to make it easier for users to keep everything shielded even when they're interacting with users that use transparent addresses. Your Shielded by Default wallet will receive it on the T address and then automatically shield it to your Z address. You can't tell that these funds belong to the same wallet and this makes chain analytics companies pretty useless. The chain analysis graph is like totally broken and 
cut off there. But even if you don't want to rely on wallet defaults, it's super easy to just send those funds to your Z address yourself for peace of mind. Transactions on Zcash cost less than a penny, so move those funds around as much as you'd like. Now in this new upgrade, they'll also be introducing something called a unified address so that users don't have to worry about using a T address versus a Z address. They're both rolled into one. What it is in practice is just a way to bundle together multiple kinds of addresses into one blob or one QR code. But the biggest thing to come out of this new upgrade is the removal of something called a trusted setup. Basically, there's a secret value needed for Zcash verification to work, but you can't launch this global internet money cryptocurrency if somebody just knows the secret and then promises to throw it away. So the initial team of researchers designed what's called a multi-party computation. They designed an elaborate ceremony to ensure the setup details didn't fall into the wrong hands. But the problem is no matter how well people did the ceremony, no matter how secure they were, there's no way to know after the fact, if it mm -hmm. succeeded or not. This has been one of the biggest criticisms levied at Zcash, which is why this new Halo upgrade is so exciting. Halo does not require a trusted setup anymore. So as the Zcash blockchain and ecosystem migrates away from Sapling to Halo, that systemic risk will go away. Another criticism is that because Zcash is completely private, you can't audit the supply of money, but that's actually incorrect. The process of getting your funds from an older pool to a newer pool is called migration. And each time funds are migrated to a new pool, the supply is audited. When we deploy Halo, there's going to be something called the orchard pool. And this one-way movement of funds will let us know if any extra coins have been created. Someone can tell that I receive those funds within the last two years, but nothing beyond that. I feel like that's a really good trade-off to get the benefit of knowing that the monetary base, um, like supply integrity is preserved over time. You wanna make sure that the amount of ZEC going in is equal to the amount coming out, right? Because you don't want money created or destroyed just due to some flaw in the system. Most people think of zero-knowledge proofs as being just great for privacy, but they're also great for scaling. Halo 2 is really efficient for what's called recursive proofing, which is like a key building block for a lot of scalability technologies. Mm -hmm. Recursive proofing lets you make proofs about other proof statements. You take all these proofs and create a single proof saying that they're all verified. Now the block no longer needs to contain all of the transactions. Suddenly the blockchain size becomes smaller. And then you can keep doing that. People say Zcash is a privacy coin, but I think Zcash is like a lot more than just a privacy coin. We just happen to do privacy like really well. On the scalability front, I'm super excited for the future. So if you want to get involved with Zcash, here's what I'd recommend. If you plan to use a centralized exchange, Gemini is the only one that allows you to withdraw to a shielded address. So I'd recommend that. But do keep an eye on decentralized ThorChain exchange integration coming soon. In terms of wallets, make sure that you use one that supports shielded transactions. Nighthawk and Zek Lite are both great products. And if you want to spend your Zek on everyday purchases, obviously the first step is asking your local stores if they'll accept Zcash directly. Otherwise, Flexa is one service that allows you to pay at a large number of businesses using Zcash. What do you think the future looks like in terms of privacy coins? I think every coin is going to have strong privacy and that's just going to become a standard. It's mm -hmm. like HTTPS for the web and I'm really excited that Zcash is um, kind of at the forefront, get involved.
It's fine. Privacy is necessary for a free society. I welcome a future where financial privacy once again becomes the norm. Fairness, justice, and freedom are more than words; they are perspectives. I'm a Bitcoin fan, and I'm scared.